everybody. If you're just tuning in, I'm uh, Maya. If you don't know who I am and you just happen to see it on my page, you just wandered by. Uh, I'm a comedian <laughs> and, um, and, and you don't feel like a comedian because we've been locked in uh, quarantine for <laughs> In fact, as much as is, the tables have turned because now I'm, uh, I'm trying really hard to stay, I'm staying positive. I'm kind of excited of all the things that have been unfolding while I've been in quarantine. However, the roles have reversed with my manager, okay? I, I finally found a calm, kind, normal manager, and now he is completely flipping to comic level. So it's usually the opposite. Most comedians end up with a manager that you can just be like, you know, that you're always crying to. My career's not gonna happen. Don't worry, I got you, I got you. We're submitting you, it's gonna happen. Trust me, I put, sent you out to 10 things. Now he's like, it's over, it's over. I'm like, don't worry, I submitted us to 10 things. It's gonna happen, don't cry. I mean, literally, my mind's <laughs> turned around or it's like all the tables have turned. Um, I feel that like in everything in my life too, you know? Uh, I'm finding all the people that I thought were real cool because they had lives and they went out all the time are now not looking so cool. So they're bouncing off the walls and, and me being the homebody look like the expert. It's like, well, well, what you got to do? So anyway, um, being at home, one of my expert ideas was to uh, find my favorite people. And so um, I am actually, I am actually, uh, you know what's so crazy? I'm, 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 I'm doing this great intro, but I'm very upset because right now I discovered that I do not have my, um, I do not have my uh, beauty filter on. And so now I'm feeling like this is, <laughs> this is I feel, I'm not happy right now. But anyway, um, I have no beauty filter on. This is really me. I've been beauty filtering it now for, uh, for quite some time, almost every other feed. And everyone's gonna be like, what happened to Maya? She just fell apart in this next one. Uh, okay, I had no sleep before this show. I went on a drinking binge. That's why I look like this. Uh, I got a new computer, no beauty thing. So anyway, today is my favorite people. I don't have to worry about them. I'm more worried about my Facebook audience. It's like, hey, I haven't seen you in so many years. Um, but now, but now, this is just raw me. Okay, so anyway, uh, my favorite people, if, if you don't know, I have uh, my usual panel of best friends, which is Heather McConnell. Say, what's up, Heather? Hello. I have uh, P Pamela Green, my homegirl, Pam Green. What's up? What up, what up, yo, yo? <laughs> okay, I got Mike, who I've been like every day, like now Mike and I and Heather, we're working on all kinds of projects, but he's a comedian. He's funny as hell. Give it up, Mike. Hello. <laughs> I feel, I, I feel like we're like, I feel like we're the Hollywood squares or something. Oh, and then yeah. we have, we have Masavia Greer in the house who's producing the show. What up? And then we have Felicia Chappelle, great author, actress who's joined us as well. Say hello, Felicia. Hello, Felicia. Okay, and, <laughs> and bringing on a, a really longtime friend of mine, a great comedian, we really started together. I absolutely love him to death. You've seen him on Saturday Night Live. He's been on tons of shows. He's one of the kindest people and realest people in the business. Give it up for Mr. Dean Edwards, everyone. What's going on? How y'all doing? Tracy Morgan move like that. I'm stuck in Tracy. All Tracy. I think it's like addictive to do Tracy, and it's, you're it's the master of Tracy. You can say whatever's on your mind. Nobody can do it. Doing Tracy is the equivalent of saying LOL at the end of a mean text. <laughs> <laughs> LOL. Oh, you know, I said that. That's a funny bit. Hold up. That is, that is right? really funny. 
Well, Dean, how are you holding up in the uh, in um, in quarantine? Are you are you good or are you going I'm nuts? Not, hey, man, I'm I'm good. You know, we fortunately we have we have. I mean, in in New York City, having having a house and and a backyard makes all the difference. And you know, the hardest thing I think for for me is being used to. I think for for any creatives right where you especially if you if you earn your living on the road most of the time i'm used to being on the road you know at least you know two times a month and and so is my family so you know uh, prior to this the longest i think i had taken off was may 2019 i was home all month and after the first two weeks my family was like hey uh, so we get it <laughs> <laughs> Your good husband and good dad, but you got to go. So, <laughs> so by mid March, you know, my family's, my wife is like, babe, you know, um, you, you don't have any shows. I'm like, there's a, there's a pandemic. She's like, you're fine. You, you've had your vitamin C. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but no, we just, you know, we, we, it, it's funny the sort of the the range of, of because none of us have know really how long this is going and so i think for the first month um everybody was in in this sort of where we're going to bond together we're going to do everything we have to do as a family and we sat down at dinner you know more often than we had where we'd sit at the dining room table and 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 you know fellowship and, and, and talk and then i'm gonna say that lasted about a month and a half two months and then by May, even I was looking like, I'm sick of y'all too. Yeah. <laughs> but but you know, there are people that that have lives a lot worse. So so I had Gav again on my uh, my IG show live last night, and he made a good good point. He's like, um, you know, what 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 I think we all come out of this having is a little more gratitude for what we do have gratitude for family gratitude for a roof over our heads gratitude and time to reflect on what we do have um to be grateful for so that's that's you know that's where I am that's that's the mature answer now inside my head I'm like stick a zoom you got any new uh, pandemic jokes, Dean? Anything? I, I, you, you know what? I've been, I've been. You know, we all shoot. I just did like three minutes of it. I guess. It was <laughs> <laughs> um. I mean, yeah. You know, you did I, actually. I mean, I, when you get back on stage, what are you? You, you thinking about uh, a whole new act to add to? I. You know what? Fortunately. And I was I was telling Heather right before we we went live um, when when I was here early um, just put that out there. Okay, okay. <laughs> he was on time. Yeah. What? I, uh, you know I'm challenged, I was, right? I was here. <laughs> I was fortunate enough to um, be on the road the weekend before everything pretty much. Oh really? Ended. I was uh, yeah. I was I was in West Palm Beach, and the the lesson I learned is I'm I'm gonna start recording every set. Um, video right. video uh, recording every step because mm. I um, I was supposed to because because uh, Paulie Shore I was at the West Palm Improv and then Paulie Shore was in Miami the following weekend so I was he canceled and I was I stayed in Miami to do Miami the following weekend but then Miami shut down so I came home 
but my final night in West Palm, I was like, you know what? I'm going to record this set because I had the foresight enough to say, you know, we don't know how long this is going to last. And I was like, if I, if I shoot, shoot the um, hour that I was doing, because I was doing a lot of material that was new. I did probably wow. open with 15 minutes on COVID and, and wow. traveling with, with, with COVID and, you know, sitting, sitting in first class and being afraid to sneeze because, you know, I have allergies and people like, are, are, are you okay? I'm like, Fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know when you try not to sneeze, you try to play like you're sneezing. Yeah. <laughs> I have <Jurettes>. <laughs> <laughs> and, and all the material because it was so so current and in the pocket, it was all clicking, and the mm -hmm. crowd was in the pocket. And I wish I had recorded those shows. Oh, really? Because, yeah. Because you know, with with working any material, it it. it just gets yeah. better with time and you get to really yeah. work it. And a lot of it, I had only been working on for a couple of weeks. So, right. so but I you do a stand, you do a stand up night too, online too. Oh, yeah. I, you know what I do? Um, I do my, I do like a nightly, uh, a weekly podcast on Instagram live. Like every Monday night I, um, I have, uh, I just, I have comics. You host your show, I, which mm. I love. Yeah. Yeah. And like last night we had, uh, yeah, we had um, the week before we had Tiffany Haddish last week. Oh no, JB Spoon huh. last week. Chip, Tiffany the week before. Tony Rock, Godfrey just had a bunch of. Uh, we have uh, uh, Chris Spencer this coming Monday, and then uh, Marina Franklin the following Monday. So that's great. Wow. You know, wow. Because, honestly, and I just right before doing this one, I did um, Lewis Johnson and Billy D. Washington have have a Zoom. That oh, they I haven't talked to Billy in forever. Yeah, it was great seeing him, and uh, and. You know, I think these things are good for us as artists just because we we love fellowshipping with creatives. Yeah. You know, and right. and, and yeah. Maya and, 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 and Mo, you we we used to hang out at Boston County Club. Show was over and we still be in there for another Four two hours. hours. I know. Yeah. Kicking yeah. it, you know. And so that's that's what that's one of the reasons I do the do the um the the live on Monday nights. And what's your what's your Instagram so everybody knows um, where to find at you? I A M Dean Edwards at I am Dean Edwards because that's who I am. But I do them for because I want to inform people and and like I call it the Father Mugging Protocol because there's certain rules that apply that newer comics or newer uh, performers coming up don't have a grasp uh, or hold on. So I like getting um, veteran comics uh, perspectives and, and uh, insights, as well as, you know, their story and their journey, because we yeah. all have interesting stories. So. I'm, finding right. that, I'm finding that some of the um, videos, uh, uh, I'm glad nobody taped some of my last shows, because I had this one show where this girl was drunk the entire, just, it was just before we got in lockdown. She was drunk through the whole show. She kept, she was ruining everybody. She would get up like right in front of the stage. She was just rude, you know, and everybody else was having a good time, but she was just hammered. So finally way at the end, she, she just stood up and just went into this whole rant. And I ended my show by, <laughs> ended my show by just looking at her and I couldn't think of what to say. And I just went, <laughs> and that, was, <laughs> that was my closing. So I'm like, man, I'm glad nobody closer. got that on tape. Because like, that was, that was one of those things that'd be like, we're going to sue her. She coughed, she tried to kill us. You know what I'm saying? Cause now it's not a hammer back then. You know what I'm saying? Right when it first started, it seemed like it was strange. And the other, uh, thing was, the other thing was painful 
was losing my eyelashes. So I couldn't do like, everyone's like, when are you doing a video? I'm like, I had to wait for all of them to fall out because I've been living in Hollywood and everybody got me to do the, the really long false uh -oh. eyelashes. And then when I came to New York, all the photographers, now my friends are like, you look ridiculous. Like, when you get those things, <laughs> caterpillars on your eyes. I'm like, but I gotta go back to LA and I gotta keep up. But, my, but the woman who does my eyelashes, she's from Vietnam and she has like really bad allergies and a post-nasal drip. Mm. So she's always kind of sniffling and you're kind of always, this is just on a regular day. I was like, mm -hmm. so needless to say, by the time the last eyelash fell out, I have, I, it, was, it was kind of funny because we had, there was like an eyelash envy that was going on with any female mm. that had like my, even my own sister who was like, she's quite the diva. I've always been like the comedic hunchback, but she's like, I can't believe you still have your eyelashes. And no matter what happened, you know, like this cousin died, that guy, Corona went down. And then my sister would be like, oh, it's terrible news, but at least you still have your eyelashes. <laughs> like, it was like, what? You know, that, that was the only thing that I, I think that was, um, that was uh, just fluff of, of just nonsense in life that I was hanging on to, you know? Do anything the you struggle's felt? real. <laughs> the struggle is real, baby. But at least I owned a diva light. That's all I'm like, I'm like, so long as I got my diva light on, I'm kind of holding it. Yeah, I was gonna say, you look fine. Like you were saying, you didn't have some filter. I'm like, you, you don't need, we, we prefer you looking like you um, as opposed to a deer or whatever filter. I appreciate it. And I've known you for 2000 years. That's what people don't know. Right, and, yeah. Yeah, Dean and I were on the same Def Jam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's how far back we go. And it was, yeah, yeah, he, yeah it was crazy. Is that 1972 or? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yeah, but it, yeah, exactly. That's, <laughs> Is that, that a was, year? That was our bond, you know? Our <laughs> yeah, bond. yeah, it was. <laughs> Oh no! You know it's funny too. We after we we taped the Dev Jam and then when it aired, <laughs> when it aired because we live we we live close enough to each other, so we went to IHOP in Canarsie, um, the the morning the Saturday morning afterwards because remember when Dev Comedy Jam first started, people were stars immediately, and so we were like, yeah, let's go. it was it I was, was like, yeah. let's go let's go for IHOP. To, to get a victory lap. We were like yo, the second to last season. <laughs> yo, right. Yo, we were, we were sitting in the booth like, oh, what a... Uh... <laughs> 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 it was on TV last night, huh? <laughs> Nobody saw our episode. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my mother, I asked my mother, I was like, Ma, did you, did you watch? She's like, oh, you know what? I think your father taped it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll get to it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah, that's hilarious. I remember no, Def Jam was a big forum back then. It was it was huge. Yeah. A lot of guys took off from that. Yeah, I think, too. I think that first the first two seasons, yeah, um, of Def Jam. Everybody that was on those first those first two seasons when it premiered in '92, from like '92 to '93, if you were on those first two seasons, yeah, um, you you blew up to some ex extent at yeah. least in the black community and then yeah. you obviously had people that then wound up uh you know becoming even more popular yeah mainstream, uh just but international we got, but we got lucky though because we had the lisa season with the celebrity hosts right they, right yeah they yeah. gave you a little bit more where you know people are still viewing it because they're looking right. into who was our right. host you know because some right. people some people got that middle season, you know, of the transitional yeah. hosts and it didn't really didn't yeah. really pop as well. So yeah. we we got lucky. We got the good night. Yeah, yeah. Nah, we, I was, get I was, the, 
we didn't get we didn't get the Chris Rock night, which was good with the Shucky oh, Ducky. Yeah. That was sad. oh yeah, man. Remember Shucky Ducky? Yeah. Did you guys yeah. remember yeah. Shucky Ducky? Yeah. Give it up for Shucky Ducky. Jokey Dokey. It wasn't Shucky Ducky telling Jokey Jokey. Talk about wacky wacky. Yeah. He he went. What was? <laughs> like I said, Ducky, he did Shucky Ducky quack quack that Shucky quack. Ducky whack whack. Tell yeah, Shucky yeah. Ducky quack quack. Yeah, that was hilarious. Give it up for Shucky Ducky whack whack. No, but who oh, remember man. Will? Remember Will? Oh, oh wow, wow, Will. Yeah, wow, yeah, Will. Remember Will? Did he ever yeah. take? William Brandon. We did both. We both. Did Uptown Comedy Club the first? We both did Uptown our first nights together because Uptown used to have the fast break where they'd have like new comics come on and do three like do three minutes um, mm -hmm. material and you'd either get get praise or get booed and um, I got booed. I got booed. <laughs> I was booed forever. I was like, I'm, I think I have more booze than any comic in comedy history. Outside of Wild Will. I think Wild Will and me are running neck and neck. <laughs> but you know what? That first night, because he wasn't Wild Will yet. He was straight out of Virginia. He was William Brandon, had a suit mm -hmm. and tie on. Yeah, he had a suit on, yeah. And he, yo, he, he, he crushed because he, he was real awkward. And so the yeah. crowd was kind of like, what's this dude doing? And he had a couple of jokes. He did his thing, and, and we all oh, yeah. were like, yo, that, that And he was crazy. confident, too. He had yeah, confidence man. about yeah. it. And, and then something happened. Because <laughs> <laughs> even, no, even when he yeah. did that character, we all yeah. were like, like "Wait a minute, he's on the subject." That's hilarious. But then it didn't it, 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 it never. It never went where we thought it was going to go. That's hilarious. <laughs> hey guys, feel free to chime in. Feel free to jump in, uh, Felicia. Remember hamburger. Yeah, hamburger, Alonzo Hamburger Jones. He's still out yeah. there. He's still, he's yeah, still Hamburger's around. still around, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. Still hamburger. 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 Hamburger, yeah. I ain't having Ham it. Yeah, hey, did you ever work the Peppermint Lounge? Say again? Did you ever work the Peppermint Lounge? Of course. You could. You, could, you only could do Dev Jam if you... If you did If you take you Peppermint. Like yeah, right that's true, yeah. I thought that was one of the hardest rooms, bro. I, I swear to God. Hands down, that's one one of the hardest rooms in the in the nation. You had that you had a couple yeah. of rooms in, in the nation that were like the Peppermint um, Club Five Five Nine in Atlanta. There were there were a couple of rooms that you you didn't want to go through and you like test I, your I skills. Because Bill Bellamy used to like at 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 Def Jam's sort of peak. Yeah, um, Def Jam and, and and Bill Bellamy both sort of ascended together. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, Bill was yeah. hosting Club MT or uh, MTV Jams on um, on MTV, obviously, and then he would tape during the day, and then Thursday nights he would rush back to Jersey to host um, to host the men, and he was, you know, he was Jersey's own, so they gave him love. That room that's is where, scary. That's where it all ended. Did you did you have a good set? Did you go? You worked there though. I did the men five times. Mm. I I did real I did real well twice. I I just made it the third time, and then two times I caught a I caught a L. Where my my voice was really <laughs> I only did I only did I only did the I did peppermint twice, and that was okay. yeah I did it every time before I taped the Apollo. I was okay. like, if I could survive the peppermint, I'm good. Right, right, right. Yeah, I made it out. I had yeah 
crushed two sets yeah. and I will never try it again. Yep, it was one of those. Crushed, let me tell y'all something. People that have seen this, Maya destroyed the Apollo and Dev Jam. Oh, you were when well, you were at the Apollo, right? Left you the Apollo and Dev Jam. You had the Apollo, you had the leather, you had like the leather Albie Shore Vanson. <laughs> Right. It wasn't even leather. It was yo. My style was so bad back then. Yeah, I, I was. I was super hip hop. I was so hip hop. And it was, I remember Tony Woods used to be like. I remember I was doing a show with Tony and Adele Gibbons. We were in. God, we were in Erie. We we're doing a theater, and Tony has like his suits and these jackets. You know, the, the bag, and you know, he comes in like a professional. And and I'm and I'm in hip hop gear, you know. And he's like, you know, you really pretty, you know. You should put something. I was like, you shut up, Tony. <laughs> and he's like, you should put some pearls on. I was like, why don't you just leave me alone? I was, I was such, I was Yo, such you a should, kid. you should accentuate what you got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. And then so and then I and I remember the Apollo. Oh, I picked out I picked out the worst outfit ever. I remember and, and you know what? Somebody just just gave us a tape with the Apollo outfit. It was like I went to Urban Outfit. It was with some shiny, shiny like jacket like and with with a stripe going down the side a red shirt with a collar i had like those oversized jeans when you know you had yeah. the braid belt and i like double buckled the braid belt my hair was just dry as hell and sticking up and then the worst was by the time i got done fighting with the crazy audience i hated the tape because when they tried to boo me for coming on and I had to fight with them, like, I was like, yeah, I crushed. I told them to shut up and I killed it. I saved my, you know. And then I got the tape and I'm just, I look like this really angry Jewish girl that screamed. <laughs> there was nothing pretty. There was no grace. There was no, there was like nothing. I was just like, yeah, I was fine though. I thought you looked fine. Well, you were sweet as can be, but I looked crazy. And that's why I changed my look for Def Jam because I was like, I cannot have another bad look. <laughs> Russell let me go in and pick out all these, these outfits. And it was all this hip hop gear. And I like when, and then right before I taped, I looked at the, I got the Apollo tape and I was like, no, 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 we are never doing this again. <laughs> that's funny. Hey, hey, Felice! Crazy. Did you did you tell everybody about the big party yesterday? Oh, how much fun everybody had! Well, the thing about it is, the artists looked so happy. That's the thing that made it crazy. Everybody, you know, artists—they're uh, parked inside of their little boxes called homes, and usually they're used to like airplanes and venues and just to park them. You know, Dean was just saying it. So to watch them all come out was kind of animal. You know, <laughs> like everybody was very funny. It was, I, mean, you know, I love Erica, some Badu and Common I and Talib looked like oh, they wow. were wow. with the music that was, and, the, and Erica brought her band and everybody had to get, you know, Q-tipped oh, when they got off the jets and stuff. So, you it know, was, it was wild. Everybody looked all shell-shocked, like, are we allowed to talk? We just tested <laughs> negative. So after the atrophy <laughs> wore off, you know, and it's really great to see people, human people, Meg, Meg you know, Mega stars look kind of dorky because everybody's <laughs> a little shy, you know. What they was the like show? Was it, it was so strange. Or party? Um, it was a party on stage. It was like a, uh, what do you call it? An outdoor venue. Pop-up is what they are. Was it, at, is it, was it at a location or was it at Dave's house? No, it's at, it was at a farm. It's a, near, oh, a, near, a neighboring farm. Oh. Yeah, so everybody, they, had every, they had everybody's little two seats spray painted there were spray painted circles six feet apart and they set up all the chairs six nice. feet apart and everybody had Good. to have a mask Good. and yes. had to get screened to get into the venue and it was a limited number of tickets and 
there was, you know, um, it was very, it was very Wu-Tang. More people on stage than in the audience, you know. I mean, it was very good. <laughs> but, um, you know, my uh, <laughs> first sounds was there and a lot of, it was a big reunion. And there started out with comedy because uh, Michelle Wolf and Michael Che and Dave Chappelle, of course, um, hosting. And what other, Tiffany Haddish was there. And they were all very funny once they uh, dropped the fact that they were like a uh, short bus when they got off the jet. Everybody looked a little self-shocked. <laughs> wow. Hey, Dan, let me ask you this. Would you do if, all right, so D.L. Hughley, he got sick from mm -hmm. doing a gig, right? But I did he? I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> is when he when he you know fell out on stage and i you know i don't know but as when i first saw the video that friday night actually i saw it circulating and as soon as he walked on stage i was like dl sitting down as, as soon as he got on stage i was like that's unusual I, it seemed un unusual <laughs> and, but then but then i did the the math and i said none of us have been on the on stage and out in clubs in months, right? As right. long as any of us have ever been off stage for this this long stretch of time. I'm not a drinker, but DL probably is. But so so if he normally drinks but he hasn't been drinking, his his tolerance is not where it normally is. Right. 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 So if he if he drank before the show, and this is all speculative, but if he drank before the show, the first show, during the first show, after the first show, and then right before the second show started, he has another yeah. drink. You know, I'm gonna be a little loopy too. So he went and sat yeah. down. So I think I think him falling over. I think that was probably fatigue and the, and the drinking right. and not drinking enough water and hydrating. The the COVID, we have no idea if that came from him traveling or him going to Whole Foods or oh, the oh, before. Yeah. So yeah. so I'm not. That doesn't suddenly make me reluctant to go perform because you if you're taking whatever necessary like i wash and sanitize after everything if i go to the bank and i'm going shopping um if I, Dan, if you I, were doing that before covid <laughs> 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 but you know what is this truth to that like i don't normally i use my jackets or my shirts to open doors just because i you know people are nasty and um, and I'd like nasty. to think that everyone has the same sanitary habits, but the fact that that now people have to say, you know, when this first all started, and people were saying, you know, make sure you wash your hands. I was like, well, what what have y'all been doing? Because I've been, <laughs> 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 yeah. What what y'all been doing? You know, yeah. That's my reluctance in in venturing out, um, any more than necessary really just has to do with I don't think everyone is taking the same level of precaution to right. yeah. uh, keep yep. their germs to themselves the way I am keeping my germs to myself. You know? right. right. What do you think of people refusing to wear masks? I just think it's goofy. Like, <laughs> and the reason being... My rights, my body. Yeah. It's, it's, okay. They're selfish. They're selfish. It's, it's, it's yeah. They're the they're the uh, they're the pro-lifers too, which is kind of bizarre. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting, right? Yeah. Wear, 
Very Jesus bizarre. doesn't. Yeah, I know. I know. Women, <laughs> you know, if 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 aliens are watching us right now, we're we're <laughs> failing. Oh yes. If aliens are wondering if they can take over. Like, we don't need to do anything. They'll do it to themselves. <laughs> oh yeah. Absolutely. Well, we well especially we the U.S. Can't all, we yes. can't all just oh, think about. God. We can't all just agree to do one thing specifically in this country. Other places, the numbers have gone down because they just said, yo, this is what needs to be done. Do Absolutely. it, it complied. And, you know, it's, it's, it's like our freedoms are, are we, we've let our freedoms overwhelm logic. And logic Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We, you know, I'm, uh, I've mentioned this on this thing before, but I'm Canadian, so I phone home and they all think we're all dying out here like because they just watch the news. And in the entire country of Canada, they're like, there's 200 cases on average a day. Like, you know, here there's 50. So in Toronto, which is about the size of Chicago yesterday, I think there were 13 cases. And they're like, you got to come home. Everyone's dying. I'm like, no one's dying. Well, people are dying, but I'm not dying. And they're like, but on CNN, it says, and I have friends call me like panic. They're like, dude, if you need to get out, you can crash with me. You can shelter with me. And I'm like, it's not that, I mean, it's terrible. But I do think there is this sense of like entitlement in this country and this, you know, it's pretty gross yeah. because it's, it's unnecessary. It's embarrassing. It's it is yeah. embarrassing. It's not that hard. Just wear a mask while you're watching Netflix or like, you know, like, or, or not even Netflix. I don't mean, I just mean like, you don't have to do anything. You know, like you don't have to like, like I was talking about in World War II, we were supposed to make victory gardens as like our Americans were for, so they could, you know, it's industrial agriculture for troops. And, and other countries. And then there were like rubber drives and tin drives. And women were supposed to give up their pantyhose for like parachutes. Now we're like, would you just put this tissue over your mouth? And that all of a sudden is where freedom draws the line. You know what I mean? Where it's like, no, freedom. And I'm just like, I don't fucking get it. Like I don't, it's not, it's not, we're not asking anything that hard. You know what I mean? Right. It's fucking crazy. It's crazy. Dude, I was in uh, I was in the army, and when we went through uh, basic oh, wow. training, yeah. one of our um, our final sort of test was um, we we had like this thirteen mile march with a seventy pound rucksack on our back, and then when you got uh, to location, um, we we sort of uh, set up set up camp, and you had to dig a foxhole. And you and your buddy, they paired you up with, with someone that was similar to your height. So I'm 6'4". I was paired with someone that was 6'6". So friends of mine that were like 5'6", they finished digging their foxhole in you know, four minutes. Right. They just used their shoe. <laughs> it was nighttime. It was nighttime. And by the time me and Jackson finally, we eventually just were like, Hey, dog, I don't need to stand straight up. And he was like, me either. And we just kind of, we, we just kind of <laughs> on each other. But the next morning, as part of the drill, as part of the test, they dropped uh, mustard gas on us, like a mild, not not uh, the type that'll kill you, but enough to give you the effects and understand. And oh. you had to put on your mop gear along with your, your, um, your gas mask. And you had to keep it on until they gave the all clear or quote unquote you could die and i remember claustrophobia setting in i remember after about because this is this is south carolina in the middle of july late july so 115 degrees and 
you know, claustrophobia. And I, I'm saying it to him, like, dude, man, I got to take this off. Hey, I hope I don't die. But but the claustrophobia, is psychologically, it messed with me. And so yeah. mm-hmm. I just kind of, I was like, oh, okay, now we're good. And I took, but in a real, in a wartime situation, I, I could have possibly killed myself just because I was being impatient. And, and I say that to say, yeah. In all this, it's not that's that. what's happening. That's what's yeah, happening. Yeah, but it's not that bad, right? You're not. Do you really need a haircut or the beach that badly? <laughs> yeah. Or a manicure. It's, or manicure? It's vanity, yeah. man. It's like <laughs> we so. Wow. Yeah. 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 It's pretty. Yeah. It's it's that American. It's and it's not everybody, but there is this American exceptionalism. Like in Newport, I was in Newport, and people were high five. It's like everyone had decided it's over. Like they just said, you know what? Yeah. We yeah, believe that it, it's not real. We have chosen. It's like, but the virus doesn't care what you think. The virus is not. Right. You can't argue with it. You can't right. tr- trump right. your way out of it. It's just right. coming. Maybe like the they drank. They drank the bleach, and then they thought. They yeah, they good. they chugged back the bleach, and then told right. an upside down Come on, I know you bottle. guys are gonna put that in a bit, though, especially the with the, uh, the bleach? disinfect oh uh, the disinfectant. He, he, Wait, he, it doesn't. It doesn't work. I can't. Really <laughs> no. <laughs> we don't need to. It's it's already. He is the joke. You know what I mean? It comes right. a point where things become obvious, and then. You just watch. That's why I was like, "Why did they stop him? Let him keep talking." Well, he's. he's well, I guess that's comedians. They, Everything spoke for itself, right, guys? Let him speak. I mean, how how do you do an act when the guy is already a joke anyway? I mean, yeah, we, how do you make fun far. of a guy like that? Look, yeah, I think you make you can you can just it, it, hyperbole. <laughs> you can just address the the uh, idiocy and, and because we all laugh, like we're all talking about. <laughs> What's really occurring anyway? The 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 truth is always the funniest, and so right. if you if you're addressing that truth, that is him. It's right. forty five. Yeah. Um, there are going to be people that rock with it, and then then there are going to be people that are so dogmatic in their belief in him that mm-hmm. they're going to instead of inst- it's easier to get mad at you poking fun at at his own foolishness than them actually look in the mirror and say, you know, maybe I shouldn't have voted for him. You know, like, I, like I, I, I think during this whole, um, you know, with the, with the uprising and the Black Lives Matter and, and uh, you know, the, the, the lynching of, of black men out in the streets, I think one of, one of the things I enjoyed most was a video of there were about 10, 10 white people from all across the nation, someone had just put together like a montage of uh, of people saying, you know what? Uh, I saw like one woman said, you know what? I'm gonna be honest. I voted for I voted for him, and you know I I kept giving him the benefit of the doubt, saying, well maybe maybe. And then she added, and it's it it it's somewhat selfish, but if that's what it took to make her open her eyes, so be it. And she said, you know what, I just was peacefully protesting and I just was pepper sprayed and I don't understand why. And we have to get him out of here because he he condoned that that uh, treatment and behavior. And again, mm-hmm. like I said, watching that, I said, well, so if you didn't get sprayed in the eye, you'd have been fine right. with it again? Yeah. But yeah. It, yeah. It, yeah, it's, that's what yeah. like that's what it takes for people. If that's what it takes for y'all to to see that there's a problem here with right. someone for 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 no other reason than a photo op, 
that right. that um, is is compared compared to Hitler, where you're holding up holding a Bible upside down for just for a photo op, and and you're you're uh, you know pepper spraying people that that aren't yeah. doing anything more than exercising their their rights. There's a problem. Yeah, this guy completely is chaotic. He's chaotic. He's caused Tony, chaos. Tony Woods said, Tony Woods said he was holding the Bible like he hold, like he holds a pair of chopsticks. <laughs> <laughs> and I, no, you I remember, remember this thing. You remember this thing called the um? Wait, what was it called? Oh, it's called the U.S. Constitution. Right, right. Oh yeah, like, that. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty cool. I remember one of those. In right. Yeah, um, I, I, go on, Mike. No, I was going to say you're absolutely right. It seems like, and look, you know, it, it's funny because it is very much a Republican thing, it seems. And again, you don't want to be so dualistic where you're like them and us. And they, right. But unless it happens to them personally, then it makes sense. And that's been going on forever, right? Like, yeah. you know, and maybe it is more particularly like a, a, a white thing, but it's like when someone goes through the healthcare system who's like, no, and it's like, you know, I'm not for, uh, you know, universal health care. And then they go through this terrible thing. Then they're on Fox News going, it's really bad. We have to change it. And you're like, no shit, man. Like, why? And it's, why do you have to be so myopic and like just about how, when it affects you? So like, I understand and I appreciate you saying that that woman was like, I got pepper spray. Me? This isn't a joke. It's, it's also because... Like I was talking to this guy who's like a staunch Republican yes. and he, we were talking about the riots and I was so worried that, you know, or the protesting with, you know, people rioting. And I said, you know, which is true. Like most of those people are white because I didn't want to hear him say anything. And then he goes, I know Antifa. And I went, Oh crap. Which is like that whole, like you can't win. Like you can't right. win. Like it's not just the truth is probably it's a bunch of moronic 20 year olds who like, d you know, don't really aren't really there for the right reasons like just you know trying to get a free fucking skateboard but you know they're saying no it's this organized thing that is you know antifa because i didn't really know much about antifa until i actually did some research and that's they're this sort of uh or i mean they're the, the republicans are really using that as like the scapegoat for anything liberal in a way like i had no idea how se severe it was or serious they took that um, as a cause of so much of what's going on. Well, that's what it's always been. I mean, racism period has been, you know, well, if racism really happens, how come it never happens to me? Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, no, said, it's said a white person, you know, and I actually wrote a joke about the power of one white mouth. And it really is about like, you ever notice like when white people experience racism with their black loved one, if they're dating somebody and that, you know, something happens and the guy doesn't get his French fries fast enough to use dating, it's, it's racism. And they're so traumatized. They're more upset than the black person that th this stuff happened to. Right. Then they're sitting there like, oh, I got, I got to write 15 letters. This is so traumatizing. I had to go to a therapist. I'm a, I need a Xanax. You know what I mean? And, and then when they're with other white people, it's like, well, that guy was racist, but I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to ruin the party. But that guy's a jerk. I'm not following him on Twitter. You know what I mean? That's kind of, <laughs> you know, so it, it becomes this whole thing of like, you know, it, it, when white, one white person gets upset, then all of a sudden it does get news. So it's important for white America to know. Right. I mean, but you know, the Civil Rights Act didn't happen until they projected what, uh, when they saw it on TV, the Selma attack right. on well, TV. Did you, got, did, you, did you see what happened recently with the guy in, in the woods in, in the, Indiana? Oh, uh, yeah. I do. They tried to lynch him? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know if I could have been 
in that position where I would have at least killed one of them. And I know I would be dead probably. Like, but you're DC. I mean, That's a different. No, story. but I mean, but it's, I don't know if I could have taken that. You know, I mean, I probably would be dead because of it. Oh, ex explain, explain, uh, explain fully what happened. Because I didn't see the whole whole. Well, they, they, he was walking through the woods trying mm -hmm. to get to another section. Him and his, him and his friend, mm -hmm. and they pulled him in and started calling him nigga, whatever de derogatory. And then they grabbed him and tried to hold him down. Mm. Uh, uh, the group tried to grab him and hold him down. And then they said, let's get a rope. Let's get a noose. Let's hang this motherfucker. Whatever they were saying. But I don't, I, I mean, that, that was crazy to me. I, I just, I don't know if I could take, I don't know if I could take that. I mean, that's like, I, I just. Did, without, someone, did someone stumble on and onto it? And that's why he what? didn't. The white woman, it needs to be noted, the white woman who was with them, who was a young woman amongst them, like a, a niece or a child amongst them, a teen, a young person, screamed that she wanted the violence to stop, which oh. brought someone with a recording device, a camera. And there was interfacing where they were trying to tame, calm down, and de-escalate what seemed to be the wow. one really heavy hitting white racist guy and a couple of his buddies. But that white woman child screaming, no, brought attention to it. But you know, Masavi, I have to remind you, like the will to live comes into play and it's yeah. kind of like boxing. So you become kind of like a boxer where right. you're taking the blows, it's one-on-one, -on -one, it's visceral, it's super real, but somewhere inside of you, you're kind of absorbing the blows because in your mind, you're gonna rise up and kill in a minute, Right. you know? Right. So it's got, that mental power. it's got that mental prowess to it where you're not just feeling the animal fear because of how ignorant they are. Mm -hmm. Your mind yeah. starts working and you want an alpha. You want a domination. You want, you know, an actual victory. That And the, and the will to live kind of kicks in. Hopefully I don't get to test these theories. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm not going to Indiana anytime soon after seeing that. Right. Wow. <laughs> That's, they have that's the most what per I, capita serial killers, as for, for, I think is one of the- Well, things. Indiana is the, um, it's the KKK uh, headquarters. Right. And no, I, no. I've had to do, Kentucky. Uh, I, Fort Wayne, Indiana. I actually did are, shows Are there. you sure? Or yeah. is it North Carolina? Well, they, they, Carolina? They, were, they were proud. <laughs> when I had to do my comedy show and they thought they were getting a white comedian because they sent them the straight hair shot. Um, <laughs> Right. They, so, and someone see, see what happens. You leave my Dexter's and Apollos and BETs off of my uh, off of my resume, and they were like, "Oh, we can take her. We love her." And then they and then they were proud, like this is the KKK capital, right in Fort Wayne, Indiana. This is where it all happened. And so yeah, so um, I've had to I've had to work. <laughs> My, my, my opening line was, um, I, I didn't know that Duck Dynasty had a fashion line. Um, <laughs> yeah, they do. And it, was, and it was kind of a surprise, surprise, because I was headlining, so I was required to do an hour, an hour, hour 10. So I was like, okay, so uh, where are we going to go from here? Uh, yeah, so, so it, it's, they, that's what they're, they're proudly the KKK uh, capital. My, you left your black side out that night, didn't you? No, I didn't actually. No, I went straight no, at it. It was pretty twice. intense. No, 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 no. That was like my. That was kind of. It was kind of one of those. Uh, do the show, 
and get out quick and make sure your hotel room isn't by the door. Right. Don't forget, don't forget they're fighting the assholes amongst themselves as well. Like there's a bunch of Duck Dynasty dudes going, God, I really hate that. You know, they hate the, the guy who's just the real jackass. Right. Too. I, like, had, uh, I right. hate the honey boo boo Then we have to go kill some niggers. And <laughs> but I, I will say this, that um, I was pretty impressed because on my Facebook, I didn't know about the Indiana story. But these, uh, these white boys, uh, can you hear me? You guys hear me? Yeah, we can hear yeah, you. These, these white boys did a post with calling the Civil Rights Commission in Indiana. They put the guys' names. They put together a whole thing. Oh, I saw that. I saw and they, that. And, yeah. and these, these guys, and they were like, we're tired of this happening. You know what I mean? And so these good, these amazing. Oh, like, their white, names and addresses. And yeah, but work. I got that from these two white dudes that put it. They're the ones who create. They're the ones who pulled it together. And they were like, no, we got to stop this. And I heard guys lost their jobs too, all of them. I hope so. Oh, I'm sure. I hope so. They might have picked up some women though. You're famous. We saw you on that video. <laughs> that was a terrible <laughs> on the TV. Hold me down and slap me around, Billy Joe. Yeah, that's that's right. Ebenezer. That's real time. <laughs> Ebenezer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Dean, you know, Dean, you know, I was thinking though, the reason why I was, I, I, I think you're perfect for favorite people because you stay consistent through this whole the whole business you've always been the same cool motherfucker like no changing no changing no meaning you just always stay genuine and true to yourself you know and i always found that difficult for you know um but i i remember the one thing is when you were on saturday night live mm -hmm. And you came by with the limo, and you were like, "Everybody, let's go to the party." Yeah, yeah, man. Like, everybody, you, let's go. Patrice, wasn't like, Will. No, you weren't picky. You were just like, "Everybody, get in the car. Whoever can get in this month." <laughs> everybody, you, let's. Go. You you know I did that mo because, you know, um, I think historically the show, uh, the show has factions of you have this. It's mainly sketch uh, comics and sketch performers. You have people from the Groundlings, you have people from Second City, you have people from UCB, and then you have like what I always felt were like the the renegade cop stand-ups, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when I was on, it was me, Jeff Richards, Tracy Morgan, and Daryl Hammond, and. Tracy and I would hang sometimes, Jeff and I would hang sometimes, but excuse me, at the after party, it was always people would cluster and you would come in each week to come check out the show. And what was funny is the after party really isn't for the cast and crew. Yeah. It's really it's really for the friends and family and the agents right. and reps to come and schmooze. And yeah. it was it was there was a there was a corniness to that because I was like this yeah. is whack you know it, <laughs> yeah. but if if you had your friends and family there you you it was awesome because you're like yo I wanted I want them to experience that and so you know Todd Land rest in peace uh, 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 Mark Theobald they had come to to episodes and I was like yo let me just let me see who's that I think I might have hit Patrice up. I was like, yo, who's at uh, Boston? And when it came down, I was like, yo, let's just. Yeah, I, I, I know. I, I, I was like, I found those pictures, man. And, and uh, it was, it was just dope. And, cool. and it was, for me, <laughs> for me, there was something funny about having Patrice 
just sitting, sitting in this party in this posh <laughs> restaurant, looking at people like. <laughs> <laughs> I had. The, I, <laughs> Going everywhere with Patrice was hilarious. I had the pleasure of being with Patrice and Rich Voss um, in uh, in Amsterdam, and they decided they wanted to go to the red light district. And I was like, and, and Wally was with us, Wally Collins. And I'm like, what's that? Like, I was so goody two shoes. And that's why I love Dean because, and I think the reason why Dean has been such an amazingly solid guy is because he was always very much of a man who knew where his limits were and knew what he wanted to do. I remember being like, you know, when my Def Jam days, like, what do you mean you don't swear on stage? You're like, no, I don't need to swear on my act. And he still got Def Jam and he still played the roughest rooms and we all had to play to get in. And he was, I'm going to be a clean comedian and I'm going to uh, hold. And he had, always had an amazing girlfriend, amazing, who's his wife. And he was just like mm -hmm. a real man. And he never got into the nonsense. He wasn't like, you know, running around the club, you know. Dean is where, the Denzel of comedy and shit. You know what I, yeah, I, yeah. I appreciate you saying that. <laughs> <laughs> but what was funny is when I was in the red light district, um, when I was in uh, Amsterdam, I, you know, you don't know where you're going. I'm like, I'm a one cocktail. And then like, Masavia, how do I get home? Like, <laughs> I have one and a half margaritas. I'm like, Masavia, tell, tell Tony Carboni and make sure I get home okay or Rich Lewis. Cause I, I know I, I used to have to, I used to have to make sure she got home because it would be Hawks waiting too. Oh they yeah. Waiting for it. <laughs> oh, Look, you see, you see comics in in the corner watching my like. Is this a print? <laughs> <laughs> you guys pretend. Me, me and Rich be like, now nah, we gonna be Maya. You need a ride back to Brooklyn, right? You good? We got you. Yeah, Rich never. Rich, Rich, Rich was another good watchdog. Rich is like, no, you're going home. Uh, <laughs> everybody, everybody threw in a block. I was kind of safe. Even Wanda used to block everybody. Right. You know, Wanda would come in and diminish a guy. The guy would come in and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she'd be like, oh, look at you. So cute trying to hit her. And they were like, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Wanda would diffuse it quick. Um, but it was, <laughs> but it was funny because I'm in Amsterdam now with no Wanda, no Tony Carboni, no Masavia, no Dean, you know. So I go in and the only person I got there was Donnell. Donnell Rollins. So Donnell's like, yo, we got to go in this place. We're going into like, we're going into coffee shop. And, I'm, and literally we walked into coffee shop. I didn't know that's where they had the hash. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Here, have this smoke. I'm like, I don't even smoke. Like, I'm like, literally people give me pot. And like Heather will test this because Heather's my roommate now. My, you're so hard. Heather, you still pot. call it pot. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And Heather's features. Yeah. Somebody will come over like here's some. And me and Heather are like, it'll sit in that drawer for like two months, two years, and we'll be like, we still got that bag. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're like the freaking Golden Girls. So anyway, they give me Donnell's like, just take this. So I have like one puff. I'm messed up now. I gotta hold on to Donnell because I'm in Amsterdam. We're staying. In Rotterdam. I don't even know where we're going. So they're like, we're going to the red light district. You'll be all right. You'll be all right. So they roll. We're in the red light district. I'm like, what? I didn't even know what a red light district was. I'm there with Patrice, who's knock like rolls up. And he's like, knocks on some girl's window. And then she sees him and she closes her. She opened the blind and she closed the blind. Like, hell no. He's way too big. Like, close. And then I have, which, and you know, Voss is just snippy all the time. Patrice is like being filthy, trying to show off that he can make these tongue moves. And then Wally, Wally was, I think Wally was the worst because he was so polite to the hookers. He would, like, <laughs> he would like get down on one knee and he would like, 
may I please, ma'am, have? And I was like, oh, God. And like, it was such a, everybody had these really bizarre. Can I partake? Yes, may I partake? I was like, wow, okay. But I did make it home alive on that one. But I, but I will say, Dean, like, you really, like, uh, Miss Savi is right. It's like, as for favorite people, you've never, you never, like, gotten the judging. You never oh, you people. Go. You've always, like, you always make, like, if anything bad would happen to a comic, you make them feel okay. You no, know? this would be the thing. If somebody talks shit about Dean, we all look at him and be like, what? 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 <laughs> what? Remember, Mo, you Who? was there when, when uh, I remember Tony was there when my ex-roommate showed up at Boston, at the Boston Comedy Club. And I was, I was it was like, I might have been a Tuesday night. And, uh, he, you know, he, 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 was, uh, he robbed me. And and this happened in like what? yeah, this happened in like ninety six, ninety seven. I don't remember this. Yeah, it was like in two thousand three, maybe two thousand four. We were at the Boston Comedy Club, and I hadn't seen dude in a good you know seven years. And um, that when he when he actually when he robbed me, and this is how Rich and I got even closer because the night that it happened. Um, Rich and uh, his brother Wiz, they were like, yo, what you want to do? I was like, man, let's just get out of here. So we, we moved all my stuff over and I stayed in Rich's house, Rich's uh, mom's house in, in Bed-Stuy um, until I found a place to stay. So I had I had pent up anger towards this dude. And then the night he, he walked in the door of Boston, he was standing on stage right. I looked was he over. a comic? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna say his name because because I'll tell y'all after. But almost oh, got it. No. <laughs> Wait, that wasn't that wasn't the Prince of Zamunda that you guys tried to hook me up with. No, no, no. Remember Zamunda? I don't. That, you don't? It was. I don't want to give a too so much. So you of saw him in the club. You saw so him, in him and yo, I just like I saw red and and I was like, yo, there's the, the sucker that that robbed me, and I said we started, we got into a shouting match. Ooh. And and I think I said something like he said, "Well, I'm right here." I said, "I'll be off stage in ten seconds." I said, "Good night." And I put the mic in and I stomped off. And Tony oh. stopped me. Tony Woodsy was there. He stopped me. He was like, "He was like, shorty, go go, just sit in the back for a little bit." And I was like, "Nah, man." And he was like, "Nah." He was, he was like, "Go." So he said, "Let me go." He Tony went out. I remember it was Tony Greer, John Lasseter, and I thought you, and maybe. Three to five minutes later, I came outside. I calmed down, and son wanted to. He just wanted to apologize. I guess I think he he had uh, he'd gone through um, like he he was an alcoholic and and oh wow the steps wow. of treatment, and so he was he was um, on his journey towards forgiveness. And and I remember like like he he because everybody's standing around and we're and we're right. in the middle of this, and I'm looking at him like what, and, and he's like yeah, I mean. Need all these dudes around and and great great you know great he's like yo my man yo that's my man I know him I don't know him <laughs> and uh, and so, so he just asked for forgiveness so I forgave him and and uh, and and that was that but um yeah I just I you know I I, I treat people like I want people it's, to yeah treat. it's rarely that we I would see you go like to that point like, yeah hey, no that like I said yeah. that was that was that was seven years of of anger and frustration yeah. built up. And I, and I also realized in that moment that that's not healthy to hold on to that type of anger. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, you gotta let it go. Yeah, it wasn't mm -hmm. 
wasn't healthy for me either. So I, I pre and my I was I was in uh, Rotterdam with you. We taped uh, Raymond is live. It was me, you, Woodsy, and I think yeah, the that was the trip. That was was trip. that the trip? Okay, that was yeah, the I trip. I, yeah, because I I uh, I remember I was reading <laughs> I was reading uh, I was reading Miles Davis's book is up there. I was reading oh. Miles Davis autobiography mm-hmm. and. <laughs> And I was I was really into the book, so everywhere I went, I had this book, and we were hanging out. We were like out in the street, and here goes Patrice. Like, nigga, nobody cares that you read. (laughs) 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 Put your book away. I can see him saying that. That is so funny. That That is is Patrice. He would say that. No, but the funniest thing and the funniest thing in the description of the fight, I'm like, Greer, Greer has the best posture, like he's a real fighter because he knows yeah. kung fu. But yeah. the best is, is that <laughs> he Tony was, no, it's, this is how crazy. So we would all do martial arts in front of the club. So me and Masabi would cross hands and like Greer would come out and we, it was like this kung fu thing going on in front of the comedy club. <laughs> so, but it was so funny because Tony was sitting back and every time something would happen with Greer, Tony would be like, you know, he knows all that kung fu, but Greer, Greer's not a fighter. People don't understand. He's not a fighter. He's like, this guy almost got the drop on him, but I, I broke it up. Like, Tony's, <laughs> Tony's like the watchdog of everybody's. That guy got in Tony's face, and I went over to like, Tony hey, saved hey, Greer's hey. life in the Bahamas, man. Oh, yeah, Tony, Tony is like, <laughs> you know what's so funny is Tony, what's, a, uh, what's that, uh, that character from uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean, um, the drunk uh, lead in the uh, movie. Captain Jack. Yeah, yeah. No, Tony's sons are always like, "You're Captain Jack, <laughs> you're Jack Sparrow." <laughs> it's like you don't think he's paying attention, but he's like the guy that comes in. And he's like that guy was about to rob Greer. He was. <laughs> yeah, and you didn't notice how he postured. He looked from the corner of his eye, then across the room. Someone twitched from his nose twice, and then he jumped here. And you're like, "What? Oh, you saw all that? <laughs> we, were, we were just eating a sandwich. How would you read 15 people in the room while he's like with his eyes closed?" Because right. Tony's do you guys on top of it, so it's <laughs> bizarre. Do you remember G. George? G. George, yeah, George. rest in peace. Yeah, you, he was on so, the Warriors uh, Jam. Yeah, so yeah, I used to when I was. Yeah. You remember G. George, right? So when I was running the Boston the door at the Boston, me and G. George, he hated me. He hated me for some because I was always like, listen, I'm tra- you know, like you got to stay out of the hallway. That was my. Yeah, you guys stay out of the hallway. All he requested, ever. <laughs> and so G. George, G. George, one day came with these two guys that just got out of jail. They were twins, <laughs> and they were muscle bound, like they were fucking scary as shit. And I remember, I'm arguing with G. George and these two muscle heads outside, and then I was like looking to talent to help me out. Talent was like, Moose, handle that. And he went back inside, left me outside. Talent is five six, mind you. Talent is like five foot six. You th- so, so I was like, Talent, you gonna come out and help me out with this? He's a moose. Handle that. Handle that moose. The moose you got. That I believe. You <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I remember. So me and G. George started verbally getting into it, and then the show let out, and so it was all empty. And G. George was waiting around for me with these two muscle heads. Oh, and I was like, oh, shit, I can't take these motherfuckers, right? Who jumps in? Tony Woods. 
So I get into the club, and then G. George comes into the club. The two dudes come in, and he's like, yeah, now, what's up now, nigga? What's up? And I was like, nigga, I, what? <laughs> and, then, and then Tony comes in, go ahead, shorty. Chill, G. That's my brother right there. Don't do that, man. Come on, shorty. Chill. You did. You probably could do it better. But he, Tony, taught these muscle head. These motherfuckers look like they were on steroids. Five, six. <laughs> Five, six. Veins sticking out of the neck. I was about, I knew I was about to get it. And Tony talked these motherfuckers out of the club. He talked them out. He was like, come on, man. Come on, shout. And I was like, damn. And he jumped right. And I was like, damn, this is the coolest motherfucker. Right you want to know how tough, okay, this, this is the thing. You guys know when I made my film, I made with that, the bruiser, Kenny. Kenny, who was like, I'm Tyson's bodyguard. He, thought, he was like trying to act like he was the toughest white dude ever. Anything, if somebody twitched their nose, he'd jump into a fight. Maya, he was a little scary, though. He was scary <laughs> as hell, right? He was scary as hell. Okay, so I'm, goes, I'm, I'm not going to test that out. Yeah, no, he was, was like, he had, his neck was 21 inches. He was crazy. Dude, he, he was a big dude. Okay, the only person who had the balls. baby, though. Yeah, the only one who had the balls to put him in his place was actually Patrice. Patrice walked up on him, and he told me Patrice came up and told him, you ruined her career. You single-handedly ruined oh, wow. her career. Like, I was like, wow, Patrice, like, I didn't know. And Patrice wasn't scared of him. But Kenny, um, one time, was uh, putting up posters around the city, and Tony Carboni was supposed to be watching his back. Mm -hmm. And Tony, like, didn't pay attention, so the cops walked up on him. And he locked Kenny and Tony in the tombs. And Kenny calls up crying. He's crying hysterically. Get me out! Calling my manager, calling everybody. They put me in jail. And he, he turns. And Tony Carboni's singing Negro spirituals, but he's Italian. But he's <laughs> crying. So he's Tony's come. But we, I go and I finally go pick up him and Tony Carboni, and he, it's like Fred Flintstone and a littler Fred Flintstone. And he was like, "I go to sleep for days. I was traumatized. I was and like tears coming out of his eyes. He was a wreck. Okay." okay. Years later, I'm driving with Tony Woods. We, we are driving. We just dropped off Angelo and Marina uptown. And Tony's like, I don't want to drive uptown. I'm, I, so I got a bad feeling about it. He gets pulled over by the cops on 125th Street for a, a taillight that's out. Oh, when he had that Mercedes truck. He had a Mercedes truck. It was a taillight yeah. that was out. I was following him in my car. They pull him over. They take the truck. They lock him up for oh, like damn. two days. I'm hysterical. I'm calling everybody. Nobody wants to help. I finally go and I'm like, okay, he's gonna need all this stuff because he has a show. So I help him get all this stuff ready so we can roll to his show, hand wipes and food and sandwiches. So he comes out, he comes out <laughs> to jail. I pick him up and he's like, hey baby, I picked you up a t-shirt. I was like, you were just in jail. What are you talking about? He's like, he, he literally bought, I'm like, where'd you buy me a shirt? That like, it was a cute little shirt. He's like, oh, like, where'd you buy me this in jail? He comes out, he bought me some shirts. Come on, let's go. Aren't you tired? You've been locked up for two days. I bought you all this stuff. And he's like, no, nah, baby, I got sleep. I got a show to do. And I was like, you've been locked up. And I'm like, don't, don't you need to sleep? And he's like, I was in jail. There's nothing else to do but sleep. And I was like, <laughs> and this dude was like that calm, that calm, that he took, he took a nap. He took a nap. The toughest guy I ever met was crying and, 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 and pleading. And Tony was like, come on, man. I got like three shows I got to do. Let's go. I'm like, what? Wow. You don't even want a hand wipe, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you, just made, you, just, you just made me think about Angelo, too. When you said yeah, yeah, Angelo. Yeah, Angelo, man. He would have definitely God. been on my favorite people. He's oh, man. Oh, Angelo. God. Yeah.
What yeah. a good dude, man. Yeah, yeah. No, but also Crazy. Good, good people that'll stand up and have your back with, uh, uh, who just passed away. Freddie Mitiff, who died. Yeah, of, Welfare uh, Fred. Welfare Fred, he died yeah, of Corona. Welfare Fred. And, uh, and Vic Henley. Vic Henley. Yeah, yeah. 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 Just good yeah, guys. Yeah, we were just talking about that, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where's Heather? I don't see Heather. Is she even on here? She's there. She's there. She's right there. Go, Want to talk? Right Heather, how are you? <laughs> we lost... We lost one friend. It's like being at a dinner and then they're hiding in the back of the dinner. You know, I'm going to do the Dean thing, which is, are you okay, Heather? How you doing? What's up? Talk to her like Tracy Morgan. Talk to her, give her a Tracy. Mr. Heather, you, you'll be okay. You just need some, some more lights in your apartment. <laughs> <laughs> you, need, you need some, some more lumens. <laughs> you, need one of those, you need a halogen. You need a halogen. <laughs> you keep up with Tracy at all? Um, I do. You know, Mark and I are real tight, and Mark um writes um on the last oh, for the OG. Show. Yeah, they just got picked up for season four, I think. Um, but he speaks to Tracy often because they they have some other things that they're uh, working on. I think they were supposed to start touring a month ago, but obviously, you know. Everything got got uh, rearranged. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So you know, everybody's right. Everybody. Have you talked to Harris too? Yeah, I speak to I speak to Harris. Like, yeah. A couple of times. Is Harris in the city still, or he's, he's out in of the Brooklyn. city? Harris in Brooklyn. Oh, okay. I, I haven't seen that brother. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's 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 in Brooklyn. Same, but the same. I think he actually just did a uh, uh, one of those drive-in movie theater. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, okay. Um, Would you so do that? Yeah, that's a good question. What do you I'm think not, of the Zoom stuff? I'm not. I, I'm not pressed. I was supposed to do Nowhere Comedy Club, the Zoom one, um, right. but uh, canceled last minute for whatever reasons. Uh, but I, but I was not doing it because um, I'm I'm not pressed, man. I'm not. You know, I I did that thing on uh, on Ali Sadiq's show, um, which actually was reminiscent of doing um like a black room back in the days because he has a dj that spins for about 15 minutes and then he does about 10 minutes it was on instagram live and then so he had boomers come in and go you suck boom <laughs> <laughs> nah, but you know it was um because it was on ig live you couldn't hear people's response but you could hear he moved off camera while i was on the bottom half of the screen sitting here performing like stand-up i did about 10 minutes and it went real well but i think i also Knowing that I do the impressions, I just wrote, I, I did about four or five minutes of bits that I had written. And then I did about six minutes of just a scene. A zoom, it was actually a Zoom call. I did, I did like, here's my impression of a celebrity Zoom call that Tracy Morgan um, was moderating. So I had like Tracy and Denzel Washington. And, do uh, it, do and, it, do oh, it. Oh yeah, I saw it. Oh, that was great. That was really, that do was a little really, bit. Do a little bit. It was like, yo, what's going on? So I have a couple of my friends on here. We, you know, we, we trying to make sure, you know, that we. I want to check in with everybody. Who, who we following? <laughs> oh, it was like, it was like, yo, Trey, what's up? JB, what's going on? How you doing? I'm good, fool. I just here, you know. We we laying low, ain't, ain't, ain't doing much of nothing. 
Who else we got on there? Tracy, hello, my loves. This is Monique, and it's good to see y'all. Tracy, you on there? You still doing your thing? I'm happy that you're on here. Denzel, I know you're here. Awesome. Monique, I know, I know, I know you are, and I'm I'm happy to see you here. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I gotta know how you know. How do you know it was going well? Does that mean you had a good time? Or um, is there, how do you know? I knew it was going well because what was, Ali is such a great host, even though he stepped off camera, every so often you would hear, ah, and he was just, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like my, you know how Rich laughs, like when something's funny, Rich is like, she said, she said. Yeah. That's how I learned my first jokes, because he was right, right. Yeah. And so Ali's he was the only one who would laugh. <laughs> you had an indicator. I had an indicator plus people's comments on Instagram Live. You could see the comments. So you um, see, and, and so that was the closest to um, actual response that that I could get, and it was it was great. It's actually it's on my on my Instagram um, down a couple of posts, but after doing that. I was like, it it went well, but that was probably the most. I don't really get nervous. I haven't been nervous before I go on stage. Like I, I play on my phone right before I go on stage. But that was the first time in two decades I was probably slightly nervous or anxious because I didn't have a chance to really run the set. I didn't have a chance to run the material, and right. so there was something exciting, but there was also something scary about that because I hadn't had that feeling in so long and right. so I'm, so with that uh, again with the zoom shows i'm not pressed because and i've seen i've seen like i like how nowhere comedy club does it because the people um you they they have someone that's controlling the uh microphones of the viewers so you actually can hear people laughing uh, and see people laughing but there's still something awkward about you you're running your material Material and someone's laying in bed watching you. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, there there was a, there was an article in New York Times I think on Friday. I think was, I you it. see that it had like Maria Bamford and it talked about uh, Nor Davis and how like he just released a Zoom album like a yeah. like and he's like it's it's and then and the article's point was this is an I, I they called it I think an evolution but I, I don't think they meant that maybe they said that but. I think the idea was it's a new format. Like this is not going to go away, but I just don't know if comedy's meant to be. It just feels no. like something vacant about it, right? I, it, it it's vacant, and I I think I don't think is it'll go away, but it's still not the preferred way to receive it. I think now in the future, when when we do return to some sense of normalcy and people are doing shows again, I think now you're going to have clubs that offer. Uh, you know, a $5 or $10 Zoom ticket if you can't make it to the show, but you want to watch the live. It'll that's change amazing. everything, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, that's yeah, that's, 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 that's kind of yeah. cool. That, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. going to well, change the game. Yeah, I'll, yeah, and I wonder if, like, you got really good on Zoom. Like, you did 50 shows, 100 shows, but then you go on stage. Does it translate? Do you know what I mean? Like, right? I don't know. It might, right. but I, 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 don't I don't know. I don't think so. I'm, I think I find that... that That's the a good question, though. The material that is working best without an audience is material, actually, that I wrote 
but might not go so well with the room. It's more like it's a, a humorous theater piece. And mm, um, a, lots, of times, yeah. lots of times when you start trying to wrap around the way you would write the way the older comedians would write, like guys I looked up to and my that were more my father's generation of comic, right. um, they would really write sophisticated jokes and audience feel like if they see it coming, then they don't laugh. So you have to really almost act like that that next line where you might have 10 punches in a bit that right. each one has to feel like you just naturally tagged it as opposed to a reach around, you know, of, uh, of like, well, I'm going to do this bit and then I'm going to come back here then here and there. So it becomes a, it becomes a piece, you know, you good. What's up, Tracy? You Tracy need something? Yeah, no, you know, we have to, <laughs> we got to go pick up the eldest. <laughs> oh, okay. No, no, go take care of the kids. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. No, no, I love you guys. Um, uh, but that's what I was saying. I feel like it feels like theater. So, uh, and, it, and, and you know what else? I, the, the, the one good thing that w will come out of it is because, you know, every comic is not a monologist, but I think the, the format of doing, doing this two-dimensional comedy yeah. is that it does force you to right. strengthen your pen game because yeah. you can't rely yeah. on the physicality. You know, you have to you mm -hmm. have to rely on what you're saying, the verbiage, and and there you have to rely on the strength in in your uh, in your words. Whereas um, on stage, you have the freedom of using the room. You have the, yeah. the freedom of using the uh, the three dimensions. But here, I I pretty much have to focus on what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's very true. That's very well, Dean, true. In closing. Any, yeah. any inspirational words, anything that happened to you during this whole thing that you want to uh, close this out with? Um, the most inspiring thing is, uh, you know. Not to put pressure on you, bro. No, no, no. Honestly, I've, I've been getting a lot of um, catharsism out of I'm doing the Monday night podcast thing on on instagram man follow at Dean edwards i i because for me it's it's a nice just release it's a nice escape from you know being in my house and it's a, no the other ones and it's also a nice uh the cargo ones and it's also a nice uh way to fellowship with with my with my comedic friends and cohorts that that i miss because you know we we're used to hanging out till all hours of the night and we don't we don't have that um, right now, but at least I can look forward to Monday night. I'm like, all right, you know, I haven't seen Chris Spencer in a while. So we get to just hang out for an hour or two hours yeah, yeah, talking, yeah. talking shop and talking about how we're dealing with this. And, and I also get to learn his history and, and, and share it with the people that are watching. And for me, that's, that's been fulfilling, you know, in, yeah. in, in the meantime, it's, it still doesn't make up for, but it's a nice substitute in the meantime. Cool. Yes, man. Yeah. Well, we appreciate having you, man. And oh, man, I appreciate you uh, having me. You know, I miss, hey, I miss man. you, Maya, and, and good I to see you. I miss you, too. Yeah, and, and I look forward to this this all being over and being able yeah, to... Yeah, me too, life. brother. I hope to see you soon in the clubs, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, I look, yeah. I look forward to it. And, and, and everybody on here, you know, y'all stay safe and stay healthy. Get You know, keep your vitamin C up and... and, and, and Boil some 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 water and squeeze lime and lemon into it and drink it. And, and Ginger, elderberry. There you go. And, and sea moss if you have any. Yeah. <laughs> mm. 
Yes, the boys. Well, if you got to run, you can run. I know the rest of yeah. us will do our goodbyes, uh, uh, you know, after. All right, y'all. I know you got, I don't want you to get in trouble at home. Give Tracy a, <laughs> give Tracy a hug good for me. You, Dean. Good you too, Gracie. Yeah, yeah, good to meet you. Right. You too, you too. Y'all take care. All right, man. All right you too, All brother. Right. All right, peace. Isn't he great, guys? He's really yeah, great. Oh, awesome this is guy. Yeah, yeah. Any, that was any, awesome. Anyone else have so so uh, Heather? You haven't had, had anything to say today. Anything going on in your day today? Yeah, Heather, on, what's Heather. going on? You've been awfully quiet. I well, you guys, you guys were talking about New York and comedy clubs and and uh, not yeah, not, not my. Get attacked your way on in there. <laughs> I don't know. I God, don't put me on the spot well, like that. Uh, what well, close us out tonight? Really? Yeah. <laughs> what? Talk, wait, I see Felicia wait, talking. Felicia's, Felicia's muted. Felicia, you muted. Back. I didn't mute her. Felicia, you got to unmute yourself. So I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about Heather. <laughs> oh, that's why go, 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 go. We all want Heather to go first, I think. Weird. Yeah, Heather, you stressed me out last week about this. So yeah. Turn to oh, I thought that was that. Dean. I thought Dean doing it was it. That was no, 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 no. We, we are together. To... We're we're part of our family oh. now. You know, we. Sorry, do... I'm not going to be too inspirational today. I'm inspired. I'm I'm happy that I didn't have to get dressed from the waist down to do this. That's <laughs> that's it. That I can be in. <laughs> that, was, to look that was a throwing in the towel. <laughs> huh? Wow! Don't throw the towel. You just threw the towel in. <laughs> and you're like, I don't know. I'm not wearing. I'm not wearing pants. That's simple. Sometimes it's like all, it's all I need. I can pajamas. I'm in like my pajamas on the bottom and, and like presentable on top. That's how little Zoom little is. I love it. Make happy sometimes. Yeah. They never know what's going on beneath. Pam, you have a nice head, by the way. Thank yeah, you. absolutely. Yeah. Really yeah, thank nice. You. I'd rather be bald. I'm telling you. That's why I cut it, it works good. on you. It. Yeah, it, it looks does. Good. It looks good. It works on you for sure. Yeah. Mine, thank you. Mine's in a ponytail because it cover the point. Um, but Felicia, point. Tell me, <laughs> Felicia, tell me, tell us about this event. We like this sounds like <laughs> somebody left the house and got to do something fun. Yeah, oh, really fun. I feel I feel very lucky to be on this spot of the earth where the, all the where all that fun happened and. Moni Love and Quest Moni Love Moni. and all kinds of What? Yeah, wow. It was wow. so much fun. And the, mostly the artists looked happy. It's yeah. really nice to see happy looking. Yeah, to, for them to get out. And, yeah, they looked happy. Yeah. They looked like they've been in cages. Not literally. But... <laughs> <laughs> did anyone have a pedicure? Yeah. Or a pedicure? No, actually, nobody did have a pedicure, but they were giving haircuts on the back porch, which is pretty funny. <laughs> oh, what a riot. So, Felicia, what? Felicia, where do you like what I mean, what you don't have to say exactly, but where where do you like you where do you live, right? You live in Ohio, right? Yellow Springs, oh Yellow Springs. So Yellow Springs, how much do you prefer that to like say living in, you know, a city, like a real like, you know, like New York or LA or like I don't know if you've even experienced that. I just think everyone's so envious. I mean, I can't say everybody, but a lot of people look about like getting out of these big cities is like this dream now you know seeing what life can be in not such a big town um all those guys with the nooses hang out around here but uh, <laughs> oh, is that where that's happening um, no oh. okay closer than a drive close what i used to always say about living out here was well there's always the airport um right <laughs> now i i realize we're in you know that we're in you know 
the lucky spot all of a sudden we're in the lucky spot yeah we're in the cornfields listening to all the hip-hop masters get their groove on you well i always cool. saw yellow springs yeah. as very granola like very yeah, i thought it was like earthy austin. yeah yeah like austin of ohio yeah there's corn if you like corn yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that it it doesn't sound like you love it. I don't feel no, like you I, love it. You know, like I, I, like I'm, I'm still going to maintain there is always an airport, you know. That's right, that's true. That's yeah, true. Yeah, and Manhattan, you know, is always... But now that we're in this really strange situation, um, you know, like it, gratitude to be in a quiet place is a big deal, you know. Yes, it is. Uh-huh. It is, yeah. Right, like you kind of peek out the window like, oh, no world war, hooray. And then you just kind of, you know, keep yeah. on... I, you know, I actually like put food in the earth. I was like, oh, let me grow a garden. It doesn't look very nice. It's functioning wonderfully, you know, and I'm like. Yeah, I saw your cabbage. You have good yeah, cabbage. I'm like, yeah, I got <laughs> Growing some cabbage, cool. Go outside and get me something to put in this. I mean, you know, wasn't me before. It is me now, you know. Um, yeah. And we're quiet over here. It's nice, but um, it's kind of plain. And you, there are a lot of monster truck people and, you know. Right. So in the middle of the red land. <clears throat> That's true. Yeah. I, I, yeah. So I don't know earth. much about, yeah. There is I mean, earth. There is earth. I mean, coming from uh, the north, I, I really know more about the coast and the center of the country, you know, so I don't know. I don't know as much about Ohio as maybe I should, but I didn't realize it was so it was so like it's like a beautiful said, place that's a beautiful, uh, beautiful place is. yeah yeah i'll tell you this every time you drive down the street you're looking at them and they're looking at you and they're going is she gonna be mad at me and i'm going are they gonna kill me oh my god <laughs> you just don't <laughs> know each other very right. well and now all of a sudden, you know there's not a vibe like a city at all no like, no you know, now we're people all of a sudden and we see each other and we were busy being nobodies yesterday so the culture wow. is changing can't answer yeah, the question. Quick, right? Yeah, no kidding. I just How far are you from Cleveland? Cleveland is like three hours north. Wow. Okay. I'm near Cincinnati. Um, Dayton's coming up on our year anniversary when we had that spree of awfulness in our party district. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, the Klan came to march in our t- in, in in our town last year as well. So you know. They oh, did. Really? Yeah, they did. Oh they my god. Out of here because they have a strong. Heritage history. Yep. Yeah. I was just thinking about nature, but I guess that's not really yeah, that's really not really great. at the forefront of what you're dealing with, you think where your head's at. No, nature is really good. Nature's good. We get lots of fresh air, lots of yards, lots of you know, it doesn't smell like anything but fresh air anywhere. It's really great. There's nothing depressing. Yeah. People can walk, there's social distancing in public spaces. I could walk all over my yard, people walk their dogs and cross the street if it looks like anybody might bump into them and you know there's space oh, right there. yeah that is a real blessing that i'm really way into i'm a nature kid anyway so yeah the nature is great yeah great. the vibes it's, are great it's crazy out here in la when we went to like the marches and the protests they were all like oh literally on, on the block over at the corner of the block tanks on the corner oh yeah on the tanks, corner, yeah. like literally on the corner you just go into the store every corner corner is cut off um, but it's funny because Heather, Heather is, a, is a big beach person because being a New Yorker, um, when we both came out here to work, we, um, she's always been like, I like the rock at this beach and she knows all the really funky beaches out here. So, um, you know, like the discovering how beautiful that can be, but being in West Hollywood, which I love because it, you can walk some places because that's the New Yorker me wants to walk. 
but this has been like war zone. It's bizarre. Yeah, but, it's gotten a lot better, but well, listen, like, it was the shootouts yeah. in New York have increased, guys. So we've had yeah, a lot of shootings. Crazy, a lot of shootouts. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like drug yeah. wars going on. They've been they've been waiting to sell. Now everybody's back out. It's like crazy. I mean, I've never like. 30 shootings, 10 people killed past couple of days. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That, we know yeah. that Americans, we're having very different experiences based on region right now. LA yeah. is very different. You're like, you call somebody on the phone, you're like, what is going on out there? Not, you know, not that anybody yeah. has a phone like this. <laughs> You know, so, something retro. I'm gonna have a retro phone. Why we do that, right? Yeah, what is that? What is that? What is that? What is that? Uh, I know. Your mouth Hello? Hello? At <laughs> least we're not doing the beeper. What is that? Um, <laughs> right, who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Yeah. Oh, you, you guys are the best. All right. So here's, who's, who's uh, setting it off? Heather did her piece. All right, Heather, said, Heather said no pants. All right. She said so no pants. Okay, I'm gonna jump in on one Heather. I'm not wearing pants either. And I've never felt free. Why you gotta tell me? I wanna join a party. (laughs) It's no it's no pants Tuesday. And uh, no, you know what? I you know, I gotta say, as much as there's horrible shit going on in this country, I will say that like this week I've actually been more up I feel like in a weird way, it's like, I don't want anyone to get sick. I don't want anyone to die. But I think this is a really good wake-up call for this country. And I think it's forcing people to stay, reflect. You can't just ignore it. You can't just be like, because before you could say, like, environments, there's nothing wrong with the environment. There's no racism. There's no, and for a lot of people, they could actually make more money and be more successful. And, but when they apply that thinking to what's happening now with the virus, it doesn't work. And it's pushing us backwards in the sense of like what's going on. So I, I'm trying to be, that doesn't sound hopeful, but I'm saying, I feel like, I'm hoping there's a lesson in all this. And I, in, in everything that's happening, including all the Black Lives Matter, like all of the fact that we're forced to stay home and we're forced to reflect and we're forced to, you know, you can't just go do what you want. You want to open your bar or the economy, it's like, go do it. And then everyone gets sick, you got to go back home. So right. as much as it's horrific, and I don't want, again, I, I really don't like to say, oh, it's good because it, so much of it's not, but I think it's, um, there's a lesson here that I, I'm really hoping is gonna be long lasting and maybe make people a little bit more respectful. Like all the shaming that's going on with the mask. Like, yes, like, you know, we have a responsibility to each other, you know? And right. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that catches. So this week I'm, I kind of had this gut thing of like, I think it might work. Like, I think people might start being a little bit more community based than they were. I hope so. So I don't know if that's, you know, exactly what I should, you know, but that's what I was sort of thankful for. Like, that's a weird yes. one, but, yeah. it, you know, that's a weird one. No, but I, I get kind of like, I get, yeah, I, totally I felt that. hope. It was weird. I know in the middle of this, you shouldn't, but I did. I was like, you know what? I, I think there might be a lesson here that at least a lot of people, if not, and obviously not everybody, but it's going to hopefully serve us better in the long run. All, all of this yeah. reflection. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, man. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It was almost as good as my no pants, but. (laughs) Well, no, I started with no pants. So I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm. Well, now, Heather, I mean, we're thinking about it now. I'm like, okay, Heather, no pants. 
pants. That's I am wearing pants. Pants. I'm wearing pants. pants. I'm no pants. And socks. I'm, a, I'm actually pants. I'm in pajamas. I'm actually pants. I'm, I'm right. okay. <laughs> Michael, you gave up so easily. I know I did. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have. I should have held true. I just got linen pants for the first time in my life, and they are spectacular. They no, feel good, right? Oh my Step god! In. Yeah, like the second skin. Yeah, it's it's so wide. They're amazing. I've Stepping played... your game up, Mike. Step That's in your right, game man. Up. Down <laughs> down with the jeans, up with the linen. <laughs> Whole new world. <laughs> All right, Pamela, what, what you got for us? Oh, I have being obedience to the process. Being obedient to the process. I was going through a lot, and um. I said a prayer and I said, let me just let go. And by letting go, it made things real clear for me. I know for me to elevate, I have to separate. And sometimes God has people in your life and he moves them out your life and you try to hold on to them. And God is saying, I'm throwing out the garbage. Why are you picking up the garbage? Bring it back in your house. Let it go. And that's what I did. And I mean, lessons overflow. By just doing that, being obedient to the process. I like that. That's great. Yeah, that's, that's real, that's real wisdom. Wow, oh, that's beautiful. And uh, Felicia, what you have for us today? Um, Pam, that's what I have. <laughs> <laughs> being obedient to the process. I, I'm just gonna. My brain's open. I'm. I'm completely aware of whatever that was. That is so real. Being obedient to the process. Attitude of gratitude. I'm just going to stay with Pam. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Maya? Maya? Well, I, I guess I can swing it from obedience to the process. Pam and I were talking about it earlier today. You know, it's been a very, 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 very long time of trying to do the right thing and, and, and then just bad things constantly coming and derailing mm -hmm. stuff. But I'm starting to realize that sometimes you find like-minded people and when you don't, um, realize it when I mean, you might not even realize that some people are just such blessings in your life like the last like I think, I think starting by Friday a friend deliver some some something that we had worked on for a long time and it was like therapy more than it could have been anything that was worth business-wise to the point where it just makes you want to cry and then take a nap because you're like someone got what I was trying to do and um and that and also too to know that there are people in this that aren't greed driven they're gr driven by doing us right not ego driven but driven by doing us right and i feel like it's been almost like decades to actually find that group of people that um care about like you know things that i found important in life so um I'm just, it's almost like just feeling like, you know, you sit back and want to take a nap because, you know, it's funny, you're, if you ever go into therapy, you have a really good session, you just want to come home and sleep because you're letting it lift off you. And that's what I feel like the last like four or five days. And, and I think Heather's feeling the same way too, because we're like, well, let's go to a beach. Did we get anything done today? <laughs> like, sometimes you just feel like you're like, oh, I just want to take a nap. Like everything's good. It's just, everything's good. And and, it, and once you're feeling centered, it also helps you to try to put positive for people who are scared if they can hang on during this, I guess almost feels like it's like, you know, 
I, you know, I don't want to go and I don't have to go. I don't want to go necessarily biblical, but like separating the chaff from the wheat. You know, things grow, yeah. and then it's time for the, the the parts that have tried to spoil. I don't know if you guys ever know the the parable about the chaff and the wheat, where these enemies mm-hmm. come on and they put all these put all this stuff on on this wheat, where the wheat can't grow, and 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 it's a Jesus parable, and right. and instead of the master saying we'll destroy it all. Saying, he's saying just let it grow and then eventually we can then go collect the chaff and put it in a barn separate and let that burn but sometimes you have to let things grow even if they have uh the the toxins on them just let the the process happen like you're saying and then you can then remove all the things that were going to spoil it and um, i'm just feeling it on every level and it's given me confidence to give back you know like even talking to my manager who was he, he's such a giver so he's always like, how do I take care of my clients? And how do I this and that? And sometimes you can say like, it's okay. You took care of everybody. So just know that things will work out for you because you did what's right, you know? Yeah. Again, um, leading into the process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and not being scared to sometimes, like you said, cut people off, cut things off and allow yourself to grow. And if people grow and they come back in your life, they're welcome back if they're grown. Right. And they're working if on they're grown. Stuff. If not, you know, not, you find, you find like-minded people and, and that's what I love also about the show because what was making me feel lonely and isolated, I no longer feel. And that's like, I genuinely like every single person on this show. And it reminds me of like, it's really like, I talked to my favorite people today. That's how I feel. Like I talked to my favorite people today and we had a new person in that's a new favorite person. And um, I don't know. It's just making me feel good that way. Oh, I love that. Maya. That's really, yeah. That's beautiful. Thank well, you. Thank you guys. And thank, thank you. you. All, all of thank you. Guys. you. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, okay. Not Alrighty. time for another nap. All right, guys. <laughs> Wait, did Mo go yet? He was Mo's there. Yeah, were you oh, trying to? sneaking off. He always trying to sneak out. <laughs> he said, "All right, guys." All right. <laughs> you can just say pants if you want, man. If uh, you really no, want out. All, all I can say is, uh, I've been when I everything has been kind of therapeutic through this whole process. But the one thing I did start learning and going over is not to listen to the negative negative voice in my head telling me what I can't do. Um, and listening to the good positive voice. And so that's what I've been working on. That, that's important. And, and so I think that's so, that's so important. That's so important. And so really we all have two people inside or there's always, the, you know, that's, with the small devil and the <laughs> you have the angel and then you have the it's really truth to me i think it's real because you have this voice sometimes that tells you you can't do something or why try this or you you you, you won't succeed in this but actually when you stop telling that boy telling the go to fuck away and really start listening to that good voice of reason you can actually get a lot of things done and yeah, absolutely. I feel, I feel like, and then you invite more positive energy yeah. into your life when you get rid of that negative voice. So for me, it's to say, don't listen to the negative voice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This is why. This is. This is why we have this process right here. Mm-hmm. There we go. So Heather, I topped your pants. Being okay. <laughs> you put socks on your pants. How about that? That's right, Evan. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, thank you, folks. Thank you. I love y'all. Love you. I love too. y'all too. I needed this. Yeah, really okay. nice, guys. See great. y'all on Thursday. Yes. Yep. Yes, indeed. Who do we have Thursday? 
Godfrey. Godfrey. All right. Sounds All right. Good. We'll be All right. Wow. Yeah. All, All right. right. Everybody be safe. Okay. All right. All right. Bye. 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 Bye